and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Vangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. How are you? So welcome, welcome. Actually, as I'm recording this, <laughs> I'm receiving uh, messages from so many Money Magic students. I'm not sure what this day, what happened on this day as I'm recording this, because so many people are sharing their crazy breakthroughs more than what they share in the podcast. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, what is happening? We have days like that in the Money Magic course. But anyway, welcome. If you've just joined us, this is episode 54. And my name is Vangile Makwakwa. I'm the founder of Wealthy Money and of the Money Magic course. <laughs> um, and I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. So in today's podcast episode, we are looking at a live Q&A class or an explanatory class that I um, did for the seven day tapping into ancestral money wisdom training. I did this class with um, student with people on the waiting list for the money magic course. And this is a response to day five around how is there kind of like um process that I talk about, about how you can use ancestral wisdom to create a consistent stream of income of 40,000 Rand or 2,500 US dollars or more every month and how you do this work in tandem with the actual practical work. So today's class is all about looking at self-awareness and understanding our lifestyles and how our lifestyle starts to impact our ability to also create the business model that we want and the strategy that we want and it's not about totally changing our lifestyle but that we can literally build a business that actually supports our lifestyle or works with our lifestyle and I take people through that and also share how I was able by creating an extra business or a side hustle I was able to actually pay off um forty thousand dollars in debt so how i had paid off sixty thousand dollars how i had paid off twenty thousand dollars and then i was left with this forty thousand dollars and how i'm uh, having a part-time job and also a side hustle was able like how that helped me pay off debt so much faster 
who and also start buying property so that so that is what you're going to learn in today's class and as usual if you're loving these podcasts and they're really resonating with you please do leave us a comment on youtube and on podbean or hop on over to itunes and download the podcast over there and then leave a five-star rating for us as well as a review talking about what you're getting from the podcast and what you love from the podcast love from this podcast right so without further ado let's get started on today's class i hope that you guys enjoy it i look forward to hearing your feedback <laughs> so uh today i wanted to talk about um what I, the email that i sent out for day five which is the blueprint on my seven step it's actually not even a seven step blueprint. There is no step, but I kind of like, you know, so that things make sense to me <laughs> without me doing what I usually do in the Money Magic course, which is like, oh, you don't do things in a linear manner. I know that it helps people when I say it's a se if there's a seven step process. There really isn't, right? But for the sake of the mind to make a logical sense of it, let's assume there is a seven step process. And so I created it, right? I was like, let's just call it a seven step blueprint on how to create consistent income and are using ancestral wisdom. Because obviously, if we're talking about ancestral wisdom, we already know that there's a, a myriad of ways that we can create <laughs> consistent stream of, streams of income because this we are there's no real i don't want to say there is the path right it's that this is one of the ways that we can do things right around money and this this is one way that i have found works for people and works for me if we're going to keep it real because like i've said before i've shared how like affirmations and visualization and the secret worked for my friends but it didn't work for me right and it doesn't work for everyone and then there's certain things like hustle culture will work for other people and will not work for me right um, doesn't work for me because well <laughs> i do need three days in a month to just not do anything one and then that whole week when i'm on my period to not be doing much of anything not talking to humans much not doing business stuff but just lying in bed just relaxing and cocooning right and so obviously that means i'm at least one solid week in a month is not going to work for me, right? So hustle culture won't work. So in this blueprint um, that I brought out and that I sent um, that I sent out to you guys and that I posted the video of, I walk you guys through the process of how we work with ancestral wisdom and unlocking ancestral wisdom so that we can create um a consistent stream of, a consistent stream of income in our businesses and through creating a consistent stream of income also start expanding right because if we have more money and we are changing our spending habits and changing and starting to save more and having more disposable income then we can invest more in our businesses and keep high and hire more support hire more people hire consultants and coaches invest in courses etc which all supports us in our expansion so that we can learn things that we didn't even know we didn't know which all helps in our up level and keeps helping us to keep growing and expanding and reaching even higher income goals right but before we can do that we do the i spoke so in the seven step process i take us through how like the first step is about understanding your vision so this is really, really important. So understanding your income goal, understanding your vision, right? And then the second step is all about um, understanding your lifestyle. And we didn't talk about, I haven't spoken about that in this seven day training, mainly because it is seven days. And I have said this before, I cannot cover even 1% of what I cover in the Money Magic course in seven days, right? Like it would be absolutely impossible for me to do that, right? But a huge part, so I thought like we can just talk about that, like 
talk about the importance of understanding our lifestyle choices and also how this ties into income goals and our vision because whew, okay the amount of times that i see people developing a business plan or an entire strategy that is at odds with their entire lifestyle is really really shocking to me right so it's like if I desire, I was like, okay, I'm going to teach what I teach, but my entire business model is dependent on me doing things in person. And my entire marketing strategy maybe requires me to show up for in-person events. I mean, anyone watching this that knows that I am constantly in a new country at least every six months or at least every two or three months, right? Anyone that knows me or even when I was living in Sri Lanka during COVID that I was traveling to the mountains, to the beach, that I was doing different parts of the country, right? And then like literally in another two weeks, I'm leaving. Well, in another week, I leave for the village and then um, sometime in August, I'm moving to Cape Town, right? So it's like I'm constantly moving and constantly not in the same place. So if... I then develop a business model that is at odds with my lifestyle and an entire marketing strategy that is at odds with my lifestyle. Chances of the business succeeding become really, really low, right? It's A, because I'm never going to be able to provide the service that I say I'm going to provide if my if I am supposed to provide the service in person and I am never there right that the person physical body of me is never available to provide said service business has already collapsed right so lifestyle so most people it's not that extreme and it's not even that we see it right so when it comes to lifestyle i mean also look at time right so you've got people that have kids or high highly demanding jobs that require them to work at up until crazy hours or work different hours to the rest of the population or what we normally work right as humans <laughs> so then if you know that your lifestyle because maybe you're a single mom you've got one or two kids or you've got a kid or maybe you're not a single mom right but you've got kids that have like tons of extracurricular activities and you need to be at all those extracurricular activities or maybe you have a job that requires you to work up until midnight or requires you to work odd hours like odd shifts then your business model and your entire marketing strategy needs to take this into account right or else you're actually going to end up shooting yourself in the foot so maybe it doesn't matter what industry you are in right so yeah you're in the industry or whatever it is that you're selling then you need to create a business model and a strategy either a marketing strategy a service strategy operations and systems within your business or within your side hustle that take all this into account right so that you are actually setting yourself up for success because you're now working with what is. So if I know, let's say that I am, I have a job, a full-time job. I've got a husband. I've got kids. I've maybe got like a mom that needs my help every day or is an ailing mother or whatever. Then I have to be honest with myself and say, this is my life, right? How much time can I dedicate to this business? Now, when I say this, I mean, like, really be honest, because <laughs> I'll explain why later in a few seconds, right? But most people want to then be like, oh, if I say I can't dedicate, like, more than five hours a week or uh, more than 10 hours a week, or I can only dedicate three or four hours a week to this um, business or the side hustle in order to create the stream of income, then that means that I can't start this business. I don't have the time to start this business. Not true, not at all, right? 
The reason why we are looking at the time constraint is so that we can work with it. Because again, if you are going to be, um, because then your time constraints are also going to inform the kind of business that you build. Right, so your lifestyle is also going to inform the kind of side hustle or business that you that you build. It may also, if you're looking for a job, inform the kind of negotiations and benefits that you ask from your job, right? Because maybe you can go in and ask to work less hours. So when I was interviewing, so when I had to pay off debt, right, and I had my lots and lots of debt and then I was halfway through paying off debt, I decided, well, for this 60,000, for this remaining, well, it was actually not halfway, but for this remaining $40,000 in debt that I'm left to pay off, what if I go and I get a job? So I thought like, I'm going to get, so I decided to get a job with Stanley University, but then they were offering me a full-time job. Now, the way that my lifestyle was, was that I had to have flexibility because when I was, I just finished writing Heart, Mind and Money, right? And a lot of, and I knew that if I was going to be building a business around this book, Heart, Mind and Money, I had to be willing to be able to fly to do TV interviews. I had to be willing to go and say yes to in-person paid speaking events, right? And one of my business models in the business was that I teamed up with Sanlam and I went to them and I said, can I be your financial literacy speaker? So if you're not South African, Sanlam is one of the top financial services companies in South Africa, right? And apparently even on the African continent. So what they do is they do retirement annuities, pensions, investments, you know, all that. They have financial planners that work under them. That's their, that's their thing, right? So I went to them and I said to them, well, I've published this book. Mm, can I be, would you guys ever be willing to hire me for a speaking event? So I went there for one event, right? And then luckily I had a mentor and he was like, maybe don't ask them for one speaking event. Try to part, uh, create a proposal that is a partnership with them the way you tell them that they can hire you for various speaking events in a year and in return you're always available for various speaking events so maybe instead of getting one speaking event you're getting um i don't know you do like 15 to 20 speaking events which was actually how many speaking events i was doing for them every year so then you're doing like 15 to 20 speaking events in a year but and instead of paying them paying you the full price that you would ask from one speaking event right you offer them a discount of 40 or 30 percent yeah i offered them a I just want to be accurate here. I offer them, I offered them a 30% speaking discount, right? And in return, they used me for 20 speaking events over like two and a half years. Did I complain that I gave them the discount? No, because like I made like what? Literally no jokes, 10 times. Well, over the course of 2.5, oh, two and a half years, I made like, not even 10 times, 10 times in a year, what I expected, what I had originally thought I was going to make with them, right? But so I ended up making something like 30 times more in terms of income than I had imagined I would make from, uh, from them, right? So now my business was the side hustle. And then I was like, oh, I need a job. But then for my side hustle to thrive, most speaking events happen during the day, right? And part of what I had just negotiated with this company was that I will be available to fly to any of the provinces in the country that you can fly me to, to go do speaking events and to go speak, right? So when I, that already was a constraint for me, right? So if I needed a job, my job had to basically fit into this constraint. And I literally had to go into the workplace when I was um, negotiating for my job with Stellenbosch University was that I need to be able to set my start time at, at the start of day of when I start working. So I was like, and also I don't work before 10 at 10 a.m. My body clock doesn't work like that, right? So I was like, can't do it. 
you guys can already tell I've never ever worked in, I'd never really worked in a corporate environment before, right? So like, I didn't know. And I think that was also a blessing for me because I didn't know what I could and couldn't negotiate, right? And as far as they were concerned, they were like, oh, millennial. Okay. And like, for some reason they were like, oh, these millennials, they're so hard to manage. We just have to kind of like work with them. They don't know how to do the corporate space. And in all honesty, I was like the typical millennial that they'd been writing about, right? That had never really held down a job, had been traveling, <laughs> had like done all these other different things. So I was just like, yeah, it means that I need to start work at 10 because I need to start off by going to yoga. And my whole thing was like, you guys have, here's my book, read it, understand. As you can see, yoga is a key pivotal point of my life. And I need to start off by going to yoga studios and going to yoga. And that's how you're going to get the best from me. Right. And they were like, okay. And then I was like, and I need flexible days. So I need to be able to take at least one day off a week, right? Like the full day. So for me, my thinking was if I am booked to speak in Durban, then, and I need to go for the whole day from Cape Town to Durban, which for again, non-South Africans is like a one hour, two hour flight. I don't know. And I was booked to speak in all the different provinces, by the way. So that means that I can use that work day off to go and fly to other provinces without ever seeking approval from my employer. Right. So it gave me that flexibility, which was so, so important. And by the way, this helped a lot because I was constantly flying from one place to the next and it meant that I never had to keep applying for leave because I always had this one day off every week and I took it off even when I wasn't uh, at work, right? Or even if I wasn't being booked to speak because it was my one day that I had negotiated. So I ended up working four days a week and starting my work day around about like 10 or whatever. And then I also negotiated crazy stuff. Like I am able to take time off to go to my acupuncturist and to uh, hydrotherapy. I used to be obsessed with hydrotherapy and harashiatsu. So like, it's like, I could do those on my off days, but on the off chance that I can't, can I then take at least one day and maybe take the afternoon off or whatever to go and get body work done. I have no clue why they said yes to this, right? But I think I said it with, I was just talking as normal and I made a lot of sense and they were happy with the quality of work that I produced. So it never ever came up as a negotiation thing in the 18 months that I worked with them. They never wanted to come back and renegotiate. They were happy with the fact that I was getting work done and I was happy with the fact that this job, what I had negotiated also allowed me the flexibility to do in-person events, to do other things, to host um, three-day workshops because I would also like host workshops and all sorts of things in uh, for my side hustle at well before when with for wealthy money, which was a side hustle at the time for all this, right? And for me, what that allowed me to do was that actually, because I understood the demands of my lifestyle for both things, I was able to negotiate in a way that gave me flexibility to run my side hustle until it was a business that was, that was able to fully employ me full time, right? Because at some point then wealthy money became the kind of business that now after 18 months, and that was my focus is that when I go in in 18 months and I get this job, after 18 months, this business should be able to support me. I should be able to go traveling again. I should be able to, I should be debt free, right? And I needed both the job and the side hustle in order for me to become debt free. So what I did was I took all the salary from the job and I made, I lived off of it, right? Of course. <laughs> and then I took all the earnings from the business right and i used all those business earnings and i used that to pay off debt right and i um so it helped me pay off debt faster because 
I didn't have to um, deny myself anything because I had my salary. So I was using my salary and living like every other normal salaried person, right? And then everything else, my debt was being covered by this extra stream of income. And this is how I was able to pay off like $40,000 in debt within a matter of 18 months and be gone. And not only do that, but buy property and then also start traveling and have enough money to be able to travel to the Caribbean, to Brazil, to all these other countries. So I started traveling again because before, remember, I was traveling and uh, building up credit and getting credit in all the countries that I was traveling to. But now when once I paid off debt, I was able to just do cash travels and then start building wealthy money because it already had that foundation right but that came from my understanding of what a what was my vision what was i trying to achieve and what was my income goal with this business of course when i started wealthy money my income goal was just to was very very low it was like well like let me just make like about two thousand dollars a month right uh, because at least then I'll have enough money over 18 months. All that money can go towards servicing debt. So if my debt is $40,000 and then I'm working for 18 months, that's $36,000. The other $4,000 I can figure out, right? And of course, there'll be other things that come up in the business and anything extra, I'll just put it towards um, paying off the debt. And that's literally what happened right so i understood what the vision was i understood what the income goal was and then i started uh, working on um and then from there understanding what my lifestyle was in order for me what my lifestyle looked like so that i could understand my job and also going into the job knowing exactly what my salary requirements were for that job and what my hourly requirements were from that job like in terms of time so most times i find that when we start a business we're not actually thinking about how do we how does the time factor tie into the business and for me it was also like okay if this company that i'm working with um, is my main client and then I have other speaking engagements and other writing clients and my bare minimum is $2,000 and I can only make this money really and truly I only for my side hustle I only have four days in a month four solid days because I can only have one weekday off remember and so I only have four solid days in a month to make this $2,000 in my business how do I do that? Right. And so that's where the all the different uh, business models, I had to explore all the different business models and pricing models. Right. That's where the idea of also teaming up with a company that can get me consistent speaking jobs right can hire me consistently as a speaker came up right because it means like oh i don't have to spend my four days hustling to get speaking engagements because i've already got this built into my contract and i'm i know that i'm at least going to speak twice a month and if i speak twice a month i'm gonna make about two thousand dollars just from that one client every month and what happens if i don't speak twice a month right and they have me speaking just once a month then that's where the business plan or this is where also the understanding the business model comes in then I was like okay how do I supplement this income and get clients and I was like oh I could write and then it became what do I write about like what kind of writing do I do for clients so that they like literally remember I only have four days and I need to be able to make this extra thousand dollars in four days. Or if I have a speaking engagement in the month, when I have a speaking engagement, because I often did have just one or two, when I have that speaking engagement in those three days, I need to be able to make a thousand dollars. Right. And remember, it's my day off. So I'm probably also going to be lazing around. I'll probably have gone out to dinner with friends. So literally that's an extra 12. So just, to be conservative, I was like, okay, that gives me about an extra 15 hours 
for me to make this money and maybe I can also use weekends. So maybe I've got a comfortable 30 hours where I can make my extra thousand dollars. So how could I do that? Right. So then I started to, I developed um, other services that I offered within the business. Right. And that's where coaching started to come up where I was like, okay, I can take on one coaching client or two coaching clients. And then I will work with these coaching clients for like three to six months. So then that at least ensures that I'm getting a consistent stream of income. And again, I didn't have the time. I couldn't build a business that required massive amounts of um, marketing. And at the time, because remember, the purpose of this business was paying off debt. I wasn't really thinking scalability and expansion. So my whole thing was, I also don't want to pay too many people to do things for me because every single cent that I make within this business, I wanted to go towards paying off debt. I started hiring people when I became debt free. Right. So I was like, all the salary that I make from this business is just going to go uh, go towards paying off my debt. And that's exactly what happened. Right. So understanding your lifestyle and understanding your constraints is going to be hella powerful and hella important. And again, it's not that life like we have this life and then it's like society tells us this is how you build a business, right? To make this much money. For me, I can truly say like for me to pay off this debt, I managed to do a side hustle that got me $2,000 a month by just working four days in a month, right? But the thing is, I had to understand what my lifestyle was like, what my lifestyle requirements were, who I was at a person, as a person, what I was willing and not willing to do at the time, and then develop an entire business model and an entire strategy that worked with those constraints. So you don't have to be, you don't have to kill yourself in order to make this extra stream of income. I hope this is starting to make sense. And like maybe for many people, they starting to understand, oh my gosh, this is why I, uh, why I've been struggling to build a business because I've been trying to force my business and myself to work out of those constraints. And instead of saying, okay, this is how much time I have. I've been trying to hashtag 5am club, wake up early, right? Hashtag team no sleep, exhausting myself and trying to pretend that my life is not what it is. Right. And once we understand that, I find that that is one of the key things. And we talk a lot about that, right? Because it goes against the traditional norm of hustle culture, which says you work with, you basically bend your life and yourself to your environment. Um, is that the right way to phrase it? But basically what I'm trying to say, I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it, but what I'm trying to say is you basically just accept whatever you're given and then you work with that as opposed to this is what I have and this is the lifestyle that I want. And so how can I build a business that honors that lifestyle, right? So it's not that you're catering to everyone else and you're not catering to the entire environment. You're like, this is what is. And this is how, this is the kind of business I would like to build. And I found that uh, the income challenge in, the income challenges that we do in the Money Magic course really help with this a lot because it is counterintuitive. It goes against what we are taught because I just told you guys, like you decide how many hours you have to make this money. You're not saying, Ooh, I need to work. I need to just keep hustling, hustling, hustling until I make this money is that you also have agency in this relationship with time and with your environment. And you can build a business that allows you to both enjoy your life and still make the money that you want to make. Right. 
um and then so there's that and um oh yeah and also why i got the side i want to say this why i got the job at stellenbosch university was i had terrible credit and yet i also wanted a property right so i knew that like the easiest way for me to get the property was to get a job so the job wasn't just for the sake of a job and i knew that working and in such a um, like for a university and especially for a university like Stellenbosch University it's a good it would be a good paycheck but it also would help when I'm out there looking for property and to buy property so that's also why I made that decision to be like okay and also I didn't want to I really felt like I wanted to keep my income separate right that I didn't want to have to deal with the guilt of oh I'm using some of the business money for my salary and then I'm using it to pay off debt and all that. I was like, no, let me just have a consistent salary that will pay for everything on a daily basis. And that like when I go to the bank, the bank can see how I'm using my salary, right? Because I've got that salary slip and I don't have to worry. So yeah, that's why I got both the salary and the side hustle and i find that it's really really powerful because i've worked with various people to help people get out of debt uh, for like fifty thousand dollars sixty thousand dollars five hundred thousand rand seven hundred thousand rand and we've been able by them keeping their jobs and doing the side hustle and just using the same kind of strategy but obviously creating a side hustle that works for them not at all like what I created, right? Because they don't want to be speakers. They don't necessarily want to, you know, write books and then build a business around the books, start a business around that. None of that stuff. And they don't want, most of them don't want to blog and things like that. But whatever side hustle they start, and even with my aunt, I did this with her, right? So it's like having your key salary for the job and using that to support your everyday life and then using your side hustle income to pay off your debt. I have found that to be extremely helpful to people. This is how my aunt has been able to take early retirement. It's how some of the Money Magic students have been able to pay off 300,000 Rand in, in debt in a matter of months or 500,000 or $50,000 in debt in a matter of months or even like two years or so, right? So just a snippet of advice. So now you've got your side hustle, you've got your business, you understand your lifestyle, you understand uh, your vision, you understand your business model, you've crafted your strategy, right? In tandem with all this. So I know in uh, the PowerPoint presentation, I talk about uh, step four and step five. No, these things are not happening in a linear fashion. They all happening concurrently right so in in a parallel manner so um at the same time as all this is happening you're also doing your inner work right because remember you've got all these blocks around this income goal in your business or around the salary goal and even around negotiating for whatever benefits you want at your new company or whatever salary you want at your new company right I will say this, I, as you guys hear me talking about all the things that I negotiated at Stellenbosch University, I'm actually not a great negotiator, right? But like, I was just, I can negotiate for things I believe in, right? Like I can really reason them out and ask for the things that I truly believe in, right? So that was, um, and I think that people kind of like, are like, okay, that makes sense, right? So. I, I can't teach you negotiation. Take, make of this whatever you will, especially if you're going into the workplace and you're negotiating. I found that when I believe in something, I'm able to really somehow find the words and reasoning behind it, right? And like use that in a negotiation. Um, so then you start doing your inner work around releasing your blocks around your income goal, around income, around negotiating, around all the stuff so that it becomes easier for you to start taking action from a place of alignment, right? So it doesn't feel super, super impossible and you don't feel overwhelmed and you don't talk yourself out of the oh my God, I only have four days to make this money. This is crazy. There's no way I can do that. So you're constantly working with a lot of these 
belief systems, especially around um, what we've been taught around money, how to make money, how long it takes for us to make uh, certain uh, amounts of money, right? That makes a big difference. <laughs> and as you start to heal, uh, it becomes easier to A, pivot and develop strategies that are more in alignment with not just your lifestyle, but that are more in alignment with your personality, more in alignment with your ancestral wisdom. Who, yeah, just developing strategies that are just in alignment with everything that you are and who you are, right? And that helps in terms of um, taking action and the more action you take and the more consistent you are. And it's not about taking tons of actions, right? As you can imagine, if I only had four days in a month, there were only so many actions I could take, right? Which is why I also made the decisions that I made around um, who I would hire. Who I did hire, though, uh, instead of employees, I hired a coach, right? So that the coach could help me uh, just stay on track, could help me work on my traumas, could hold space for me, especially when I started doubting certain things, all that, right? So I found that to be extremely helpful. I mean, I, I don't know what, like, I, I'm only telling you guys what I did. So uh, some people may find it easier to hire a virtual assistant. Actually, these days, now that I have an assistant, I'm like, gosh, I can't believe how long it took me to hire an assistant. But Hey, I was not there yet. I eventually did. <laughs> that was actually the very first hire that I made after the coach. And once I became dead free was um, a social media manager. And then that didn't work out too well because I hired a consultant instead of an in-house social media manager. And so I had to shift and do things differently. So I hired a personal assistant who then turned out to be also great at social media management. And she ended up doing my social media management for a while. And then uh, Veliso, I met team coach Veliso, and then she was like, I'm going to take over your social media management and try to get the brand on track and try to explain what you do. And then like eventually I started hiring uh, two separate roles, a social media manager and a virtual assistant. And now those roles have converged again. But now I also have like a PR person who doesn't do TV or whatever PR, but does more online, like more everything online that has to do with PR online and stuff. And they don't work full time. So it's, as the company has grown, I've, I'm always pivoting, right? So, and all these things, it's like you keep doing the inner work and obviously this is where you'll start to get more clarity about, oh, this is my strategy. Who can I hire? This is my um, operation strategy. These are the systems that I can put into place because you're no longer bringing your baggage into the business and you're no longer bragging of bringing your, business, your baggage into making money right because often for most of us it's not that we're even dealing with making money right we're not how do i put this in the right way for most of us what is often happening is that we're actually focused every time we deal with money we not we're not just dealing with the with money in the present we're literally bringing our baggage from the past. We're like remembering the failed business because it hasn't been integrated, right? So we're bringing the old business failures into the space. We're bringing the clients that are refusing to pay us into the space. We're bringing the fear of criticism. We're bringing our fear of failure. We're bringing our uh, fear of asking for money. We're bringing our fear of invoicing all into setting all into the business space and all into the goal setting uh, space, all into when we're setting the strategy. Now, when you are no longer bringing all those things, right? Taking action in your business, it's just about the action. It's not about, ooh, if I send out this invoice, ooh my gosh, they're going to reject me and then pacing up and down for five hours like I shared yesterday, right? In yesterday's video in day four, like pacing up and down before I can send an invoice, right? No, because once I've 
dealt with the fear of asking for money and um, invoicing, invoicing just becomes invoicing. It's just another business item on my to-do list. It's like, here you go, here's the invoice. Following up with a client, corporate client, a private client, whatever client, and saying, hey, please can you run me my money? Please can you pay me within the next 24 hours? It's not about, there's no five hours of pacing before you send the email and before you hop on the phone. It's just another business item that you do. You're just like, oh, that's on the business, uh, that's on the to-do list. Let me pick up the phone, ask them, and then cross it off and tick it off, right? Simple, because you're not having to spend five hours to psych yourself to take action. So this is why then, this is when we talk about ease. This is how ease then ties into this and ties into our healing our ancestral traumas and our own traumas. Because as I heal all that, you can imagine when before it would take me five hours to send an invoice like it did with my first company. Part of why I could do what I do with well, what I did with wealthy money and work four days a week uh, four days a month was that like literally sending out an invoice as soon as I finished the speaking engagement and this is literally what I would do finish a speaking engagement that very evening I would send out the invoice if I'm not paid within seven days I would call and be like hey on my next off day hey I noticed that I haven't been paid and it's been seven days please can you just check what's going on right whereas before because I had this deep fear and this fear of rejection it's like you this client owes me money how do I get it I roll in anger and anxiety oh my gosh are they gonna pay me it's it was always like a mystery as to when they were gonna pay me and then there was always so much fear around whether or not I'd received that paycheck right and that would take me the whole day so the whole day I'm not getting any other work done because I'm pacing up and down until I eventually work up the courage to send this invoice. Now, when I'm no longer having to do the pacing and go back and forth, I'm literally like, okay, first thing on the agenda, tick it off, get it done, move on to the next action item, right? So I'm getting way more done because I'm not having to deal with all the other angst and all the other fears. I hope that makes sense, right? This is also the element of ease that we talk about. So when we talk about ease, it doesn't mean that we're not doing the, we're not doing work, we're not doing the uncomfortable stuff. It means that we're doing the uncomfortable, we're doing the stuff, but it no longer feels as uncomfortable, it no longer feels as icky, which is, it's just another action item, right? We don't have the stories tied to it because we started to heal a lot of the traumas that are related to this, right? And so it means that because I'm able to do these things consistently, it meant that every single month, I was getting money, I was getting money paid into my account, into the business account, because I'm following up with clients, I'm invoicing on time, I'm doing the things, right? And because I'm doing the things, I'm able to pay off the debt, I'm a happy chappy whenever, whenever my clients ask me, can you do this, can you do that? Yes, I'm doing it with a smile because you've just paid me for the last thing that I did. Okay, and now once we once we've started to do all that inner work, and you'll have to go to the slides to look at all the various things that we cover in the course around inner work, then we're also going to start focusing again, paying off debt and increasing our savings. And I've already explained why that is important when this video started. Okay, so I hope this absolutely makes sense and you guys are starting to understand how um healing our money trauma how healing ancestral trauma and how just emotional intelligence and self-awareness and just understanding who we are where we come from and who we come from actually as a people really impacts us in being able to build businesses that flow and that are super easy to manage and that we can scale without intense hardship, right? So there are ways, there's more than one way to build a business and we don't, it doesn't have to be this constant struggle. This is what I mean by the struggle, right? I, 
I mean, I've already shared so many things with you guys, so you kind of know what's happening. And this is literally what I teach in the Money Magic course. This is how I teach people to scale. This is why when you're listening to the Money Magic podcast, like you, you're hearing so you've heard at this point in the podcast more than 25 students sharing just their journey as to how they have been able to increase their income, pay off debt and increase their savings. A lot of it is from this, right? And a huge part of it is from the inner work, right? Because at the end of the day, it's the messages that your ancestors are telling you, the ancestral wisdoms, it's the traumas that you are healing, all that. And my trauma will be completely different to your trauma, right? Or maybe we have a similar upbringing, but the way that we process it is different. So our trauma responses around money are vastly different. So yeah, what works again is like your journey with the work is going to be so individual. And if this is resonating with you, you're like, oh my gosh, this is what I need. I love it. <laughs> then definitely go to wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. Go check out the money magic course. Get on the waiting list. If you're not on the waiting list already, if you are on the waiting list and you're receiving these emails from me, um, you're receiving emails about um, the... Um, uh, the training, then you are on the waiting list, right? I'll be opening up the Money Magic course for registration tomorrow on day six. I'll send out an email and of course I'll do a live Q&A tomorrow as well where I ask answer any of your questions about the course as well. So yeah, go check out the course, sign up to be on the waiting list and registration will open up tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been day five of the seven day um, tapping into ancestral money wisdom CR training, right? And I really want, I want to encourage you guys to go check out the day five video that I did because it's got the PowerPoint presentation and it's much more in depth. It will give you way more knowledge of what the heck I'm talking about. But do feel free to send me inboxes, to send me emails, to ask me any questions that you might have about anything that I've uh, been doing throughout the last uh, five days. Whew, I can't believe it's been five days. It feels, it feels a little longer for me, but, um, thank you guys. Have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please, can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.